Hello, stoned apes and others who are curious about the healing powers of psychedelic medicines. Welcome to the Stoned Ape Reports. I'm your host, Stuart Preston. Each episode, I talk to another stoned ape, somebody who has experienced the transformational powers of psychedelics, or with a practitioner who works with these medicines. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Haley. After trying unsuccessfully invasive brain surgeries and several pharmaceuticals to treat her complex partial seizures, Haley then turned to microdosing psilocybin and got great results. So please enjoy this episode with Haley. All right, Haley. Well, thank you so much for joining me here on the Stone Day Reports. I'm uh, excited to talk to you. You and I have had a couple conversations offline about things, and I know a little bit about your story. But you know, why don't you, you kind of dive right in here and, and tell us a little bit about you know what you were dealing with in life before you you know found the plant medicines. Well, I've I was I was born with a very rare brain tumor, and it wasn't discovered until I was. 32 years old but my Mm. childhood experiences that I remember the best were just random giggly laughing spells where I had where I didn't necessarily recognize my surroundings I was familiar with them but I didn't necessarily recognize them and I I just would giggle and I asked my mom don't you love it when you just kind of laugh for no reason and she she said, "No, honey, that's not normal." And she had noticed them hmm. when, I was, when I was a toddler. And those are those are called gelastic simple partial seizures. And um, as I got older, as my hormones started kicking in, I, I went through a little bit of precocious puberty, which means they started a little bit earlier than my peers. And I started having more complex partial seizures, which is where I would sort of blank out for a few minutes, and then I'd go sleep in the nurse's office at school, and I had those maybe once or twice a week up until I was in my late teens and my early 20s and and I stopped having the smaller laughing spells and then in my mid 20s when my brain was fully developed I, my seizure activity was a lot more developed as well and I started having more generalized tonic clonic seizures where I would basically have a brief aura for maybe two seconds and then I drop to the ground and start chewing my face up and and I had maybe about four or five of those a day for a while when I was in my early 20s meanwhile when I was a kid they gave me all kinds of pills and medications and none of them worked and all my tests were considered normal they didn't know I had this brain tumor yet so they just when I was 23 or I'm sorry when I was 26 they decided well, Haley, we can just, uh, we noticed your seizure activity is coming from your right temporal lobe, so we can just take that out. So I went through three barbaric uh, brain surgeries where they ripped out my right temporal lobe, my right hippocampus, and I had a lot of traumatic brain injury in my right frontal lobe from an aneurysm that happened during one of those seizure surgeries. And at that point in my life, I was just, oh, I was just so tired of being a guinea pig for invasive surgeries and, and toxic pharmaceuticals. So yeah. I, I just kind of had it, you know, and I mean, my seizures weren't always super bad, but, but, you know, I just, I had a really hard time having them all the time. You know? I bet. So, so then what would you like me to go? Would you like me to yeah, go? Yeah. So what, uh, you know, you were tired of the invasive surgeries and the toxic pharmaceuticals. What, 
what brought you to the plant medicines and how did, how did that, how did you end up going that path? Well, once I got into my late thirties, I suppose I realized looking back on my life, there was only a, a two and a half year period of my entire life that I can completely vividly remember being totally seizure free. I mean, for two and a half years, I was able to get my driver's license. I had a little Vespa scooter that I rode around town on and hmm. <laughs> instead of riding my bicycle, which was a little bit more convenient. I still ride a bicycle to this day. I don't drive. But I, I looked back in my early 20s. I was 20 years old, 19, 20, 21. That was the, the period of my life where I was completely seizure-free. And looking back on it, I was in this great relationship with my now ex-boyfriend, uh, Billy, back home in Chicago where I grew up. And um, he and I would, I was here out here in Tempe, Arizona, and he and I would fly back and forth and visit each other. And I remember the first time he and I did a mushroom trip together. It was just the most incredible experience. I, one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had in my whole life. And I was looking back on that and I realized, you know what? Every time we saw each other, we did these sort of mild mushroom trips together. Hmm. And sure enough, I had no seizures for like almost three years of my life, you know? Yeah. And after we broke up and I, I moved back here to Tempe, um, I started having seizures again. And I think maybe part of that was the stress too, because he and I, I mean, he was the true love of my life. And we broke up because neither of us were ready for a full blown relationship, you know, yeah, yeah. Married or anything. So, and we were both very free spirited people, but we had a lot of, a lot of trips together and we just had such a great time together. So breaking up with him and coming back out here, I started having seizures again and I didn't really think about it because I didn't, I didn't do mushrooms on my own. I never did them by myself when I was younger. Right. So, so, so you realize there that, that there might have been some correlation with the mushrooms and the, and the lack of seizures. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I was determined to find them again and, and you know, perhaps come up with my own dosing and scheduling and, um, you know, system where I could really control them myself. Because, you know, honestly, having seizures is not necessarily as bad or as scary as our society makes it out to be, you know, there's, there's an Asian culture um, called the Hmong, H M O N G. And they mm -hmm. believe that epileptics are shamans and leaders. Hmm. And people have seizures out, out in, in that part of Vietnam and Asia and, and people stand around and watch and protect the person and wait until they come back, so to speak. And when, as the person's coming back, you, your brain has been stormed with, with repetitive, spikes and waves of electricity so you're coming back and you kind of have this sense of enlightenment almost like it's like a reset button or a re it's like refreshing your whole entire operating system on your computer <laughs> everything's wow. kind of brand new it's like a clean slate to see the world and it's not really all that bad in fact when i was diagnosed when i was 12 i thought you know i'm really special in some way and i have a really high iq and and i i I've, I've always considered myself kind of a, a go-getter and a leader. And, and this is why I want to help advocate for decriminalizing these plant drugs here yeah. in the United States. So I'm, I'm going to be very involved with that hopefully in the near future. But um, 
but yeah, so I wanted to, to come up with my own plan of how to, how to microdose so that I could control my own seizure activity and, and allow myself to have those experiences if and when I ever want or need them. You know, meanwhile, I don't have to when I'm, I'm microdosing regularly with, with psilocybin from mushrooms. You know, I, don't, I just don't have really bad seizures in my sleep anymore. So it's, it's so is that's what it just it's microdosing and, and do you mind sharing what your kind of what your regimen is what you know how many you know the dose in the days yeah um you know when i i'm still having daily very small giggly gelastic simple partial seizures those little ones mm. that I had when i was a kid i have maybe two or three a day at this point and even with the microdosing, but those are actually rather pleasant. It's like someone's tickling my brain. <laughs> it's a very ecstatic, emotional high. So yeah, when I have those seizures, so I, I don't mind having those at all. Um, and it's usually only once a month in my sleep during my hormonal cycle when I'm when I'm either ovulating or about to start my period. When those hormones shift in my body is when I'm more prone to have a grand mal seizure or two, or maybe a complex partial seizure during my sleep. But usually those only happen during theta delta rhythms in my brain, which is deep sleep and REM. So I, I have those once or twice a month. But um, I, 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 I have a regular schedule of microdosing during those hormonal shifts during the month. And, mm. and that's what kind of keeps my hormones from affecting my brain activity and vice versa. So it, it's kind of had a nice little balance for both my hormones and for, for my, the electricity in my brain. Cause this tumor on my hypothalamus is right in that area that produces all those hormones. So, so I, I, I have maybe just, I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, I, I do this very, very uh, old school, so to speak. I, I don't know the exact numbers of, of how much I take, but it's usually a good maybe two or three days on and, one or two days off hmm. and it's that's for about maybe two or three weeks during the month you know during my entire cycle so okay and um and so now it sounds like the aftermath of all this i mean before you were having all, all these horrible surgeries and significant seizures along with some what you call kind of pleasant enlightening seizures Mm-hmm. And with this microdosing, you've got it to a point where kind of under control, where you're having maybe two or three light ones per day, but maybe only one or two of the, the bigger grand mal um, seizures actually, during during the month. Actually, after the, the first major brain surgery I went through, I only had the grand mal's during my sleep. Um, and only during the sleep, yeah. Yeah. And um, they were kind of sporadic, but... Um, Hold on while I get my train of thought back. Um, well, how do you feel now? I well, mean, after, I, after you've been through all that. Well, since I started microdosing, though, I'm not even having those grand mal seizures in my sleep anymore. That's That was my my point. Oh, okay. Like, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing these microdoses and I, and I have my sleep schedule on, under control and I, I'm microdosing, I just don't, I don't even have those grand mal's anymore. And what, what kind of... I mean, how do you feel about that? What kind of impact has that had on your life to, to not have these, these big seizures? 
Well, it's very refreshing and it gives me a lot more energy to channel towards my career as an interpreter and all the different efforts I, I, I fight for <laughs> out in the yeah. world, you know, and I'm, I'm a lot less tired because, you know, sometimes I would wake up from grand mal seizures and I'd had chewed up the side of my tongue and I felt like I did a thousand sit-ups in my sleep, which is actually kind of cool. You know, it, I really feel like I got a good workout in my <laughs> core, but at the same time, it's, it can be very exhausting. And then the following day after a big seizure like that, I would feel kind of, kind of a sense of fear with no known cause or reason. Um, and as my brain reoriented itself and, and it would just kind of give me an unsettling sort of unpleasant feeling for a while or maybe it, yeah. it was just exhausting having seizures all the time. But, you know, like I said, now that I have them under control, I can, I can kind of either predict when I have them or just not have them at all. <laughs> nice. And that feels great. It feels great to have that kind of control over my own, my own condition because as you know we all have the right of freedom over our own bodies and minds and and it it certainly gives me that too you know yeah take even taking these micro doses i find myself doing a lot more creative thinking and i play the violin and i'm able to do that more instead of focusing on on you know come coming back from rough seizures and and that, that can be kind of enlightening and, and promising, but, but it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So with your, I mean, you, you did these mushroom trips with your boyfriend back when you were younger. So you probably didn't give a lot of thought to this, but given, given the, the seizures and given the surgeries that you've had mm-hmm. on your brain, did you have any worries or concern about using psychedelics, putting psychedelics into your brain? Not at all. In fact, after I had my right temporal lobe removed, my right hippocampus removed, I was, I was hanging a lot out a lot at the General Strength Food Co-op in Tempe, which is no longer there. But I was really focused on regrowing my brain. You know, I was bound and determined to rewire my entire brain so that it would function properly in a way that I could handle it from the pre-surgical you know, because after the surgery, I had, I had a hard time for about three to five years doing basic daily activities, like getting out of bed and getting dressed in the morning. And I was Mm. just starting my career as an interpreter. So I had a hard time making decisions. And I mean, there were, there was a lot of brain damage, but I was really focused and bound and determined to regrow my brain, maybe even regrow my hip, my right hippocampus, because that's kind of the channeler for all the electricity in our brain. And I, I was just determined to, you know, create other pathways in my brain to, to get the functioning back that I had lost temporarily. And I feel like I've done that a lot. And especially now when I, with my microdosing, it, it's helped me open up a lot of areas of my life and my mind that I, I couldn't necessarily see very clearly before. It was kind of foggy, you know. <laughs> But it's yeah, hard. and how do you know that you've opened up these new pathways? I mean, what what uh, feedback are you getting that not that your concerted effort to create these along with the medicines has worked? Well, I I you know I'm a, um, I live with my boyfriend and and I don't have any children. I've decided not to to have children in my life in this lifetime <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because 
you know, it would be, it would be too risky. I can't raise a family on a bicycle. I, I probably could if I really, really tried, but I just, I really want to focus on my career and my artwork and my music and, yeah. and, and I want to serve the community. That's my, my number one goal. And after, you know, after starting this microdosing regimen of mine, I've noticed that it's been a lot easier for me to keep my house cleaner and organize my, just keep myself organized and focused because for a long time, for many years after the surgeries that I had, I found it so unbearably uh, difficult to, to just keep myself organized and keep myself, keep my house clean, for example, yeah. I've been able to clean up a lot of areas of my house that I was previ previously just afraid to even go into. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I had become sort of a hoarder for a while, but I'm, I'm able to let go of a lot more things in my life now and, and move on and, and create, you know, a, create better things, you know, just better, yeah. better ideas and better, just a better quality of life. And Good. satisfied too. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's a great story, Haley. So, what uh, as we as we get wrapped up here, what what's next for you? What else do you have going on, or what do you want people to know? Well, I want to start finding out which of our our local city and state government leaders are who are a lot more progressive and open minded to plant based medicines, and find out how we can decriminalizing. Um, all of these wonderful, wonderful plant medicines that are out there that are helping heal a lot of people from trauma and from conditions like mine, like epilepsy. And, yeah. and, and you know, I really want to start, you know, I've been a big part of the disabled community as well because I've, I have a reduced fare pass for my bus rides and, hmm. and um, because I can't drive a car. I, I'm right. I have a slight disability in that sense. And I'd like to find out, like Ability360, for example, I'd like to find out more about what they're doing to help, um, just to, to help bring awareness and education to people who need to know about these things or, or want to know about these things without feeling afraid of, of being arrested because they're, they're trying to help a good cause, you know. Yeah, exactly. They should not be criminalized, yeah. put into a, put a jail for something that they're doing that's, that grows out of the ground and, and helps them with uh, very significant issues with their life. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, psilocybin and THC can be very beneficial for, for younger people with epilepsy. I've heard a lot of stories about how CBD oil has helped younger people with, with seizures have a lot fewer of them. And you know, and that that kind of stuff helps. I also use that on a regular basis to help to help me fall asleep at night. You know, to help sort mm -hmm. of down the chatter in my head and let me go off it. And I have very vivid dreams. I'm an extremely vivid dreamer, and I I take those experiences very seriously because I almost have slightly lucid dreams at night, and and they they teach me a lot about myself. And um, you know, so I I just really want to start helping bring awareness to 
this whole movement to decriminalize entheogens and plant-based medicines around the country and especially locally here in Phoenix and, and Tempe and Tucson and, you know, all the different flagstaff, you know, state of Arizona and just getting, getting our, our, our leaders, our state leaders to, to start being more open-minded to, to passing legislation that, that decriminalizes this kind of stuff. Yeah, well, fantastic. Well, I think the more people like you who can share their stories of the amazing experiences they've had and how their lives have been improved by these medicines is going to be a, a great help. And I really appreciate you coming here and telling your story, Haley, and I appreciate your work and uh, working with us locally to get this stuff decriminalized. And uh, just want to say thank you for your time and thank you for sharing. That concludes this edition of the Stoned Ape Reports. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Stoned Ape Comedy and subscribe to our newsletter at www.stonedapecomedy.com. Again, thanks for listening, and catch you next time, Stoned Apes.